and welcome to Highly Complicated, a Supernatural fan cast. I'm Claire, and with me is Bo. Hey. How goes it? Um, it's, it's good. It's, well, <laughs> the things we're about to talk about are giving me a lot of conflicting emotions, but before, before we get into Supernatural, guess what? Mm. What? It's gonna be May. Sorry, I had to. Oh my fucking god. I was god. like legally obligated <laughs> It's gonna to. already be made by the time this comes out. I don't give a shit. <laughs> because by the time this is this comes out, it's gonna be May. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for asking. I don't give a shit. <laughs> my D&D brainworms are slightly better. <laughs> well, That's all I have to say, really. <laughs> they're gonna get a whole lot worse when we start playing. God, I'm so excited! I am too. Did I tell you my D&D background came out to 2,800 words? What the fuck? I haven't even started working on mine. What the hell? I literally just went insane for no fucking reason. <laughs> just a crazy person like that. You didn't have to go that hard, but you did that for us. <laughs> oh, I forgot to take... <laughs> I forgot to write down the news. Nothing major happened. I don't think. I can double check really quick. But for the most part, it's just, you know... The usual dumb shit. Oh, Misha Collins cameo. Advice for Castiel on coming out and loving Dean. And Misha said, dude, you can do better. And also the truth will set you free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fans found Jensen Ackles as the album cover of a ca- oh, of the song God. Cowboy Butt. <laughs> Cowboy Butt? It, okay. That album is very funny. <laughs> this was in like 2012 too when that came out too. Yeah. I'm just like, how did how did that fly under our radar for so long? I'm so glad that 2012 Supernatural Tumblr did not find that. We would not have been able to be normal. I mean, they're not being normal about it now, but it would have been worse. <laughs> it would have been much worse. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Just I, Did I send you that song that it's like, I want to have sex with Jensen Ackles? You did. Did you listen to that song? I did not. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like... I have some dignity. <laughs> it's good. It's like a, it's like a not a bad song. I mean, for like a silly little song, it's pretty good. It's pretty catchy. <laughs> it's really funny too. Uh, anything else that happened in this fucking stupid idiot fandom? Oh, okay, okay. We're gonna have to talk about like two things in this episode because I want to talk about both of them really bad. So. Apparently, the record for the longest Spotify playlist was broken (laughs) with a playlist called Heller Best Of, but now changed to the mixtape A. I I mean, there's no, like, official news on it. This is all very word of mouth, and even then, I don't don't know. This is what I'm just getting from the Destel Daily News blog on Tumblr. Just this week, the collaborative playlist Heller Best Of, which could be added added to by any Spotify user. Can't anymore. I've tried. You can't, unfortunately. Um, It reached 10,919 songs with a runtime of 7... 116 hours and 49 minutes. It's a little bit more than that now. The unofficial record for the longest Spotify playlist ever made had previously been 10,000 songs with a runtime of 639 hours, yada yada. So the Hello Playlist is officially, unofficially, the longest playlist on Spotify. And apparently there's so many songs on it, it keeps glitching (laughs) and not working for people. And it's like, technically, playlists aren't supposed to go over 10,000. I don't know what the fuck is happening there. <laughs> like, it shouldn't be possible. I think that's why it's not collaborative anymore, because oh. it, it shouldn't be possible. <laughs> like many things about Destel, it shouldn't <laughs> be possible, but it is. Also, I find it very, very <laughs> ominous. They renamed it to the mixtape A. Like, there's a B? There's gonna be a B? That feels like a threat to me. Oh, yeah, there is, there's already a B. There's already a B? What the fuck? Oh, that's probably to, like... <laughs> the overflow <laughs> for the glitching playlist. Just now one. Part two. Yeah, basically, the first song on it is Can't Help Falling in Love by Elv. It's like, I get it. Of you run, twist, and shout. Oh, Christ. So I turned, I found this playlist. I was like, oh, I gotta fucking hear this. And I pressed shuffle. The first song that came on was Karma Chameleon. But the kids' bop version. That was the first fucking song that came up. I don't... Wait, the kids? <laughs> the kids' bop version. I'm not kidding. I don't understand. It's... 
That's Jack's favorite song. Oh, is it? No, I, that's my justification. I don't know. I'm saying, okay. oh, it's Baby Jack's favorite song. He only listens to it and the kids pop version specifically. <laughs> God, I wish Spotify could like add annotations to like collaborative playlists, but also <laughs> I'm glad they don't because that is so fucking funny. <laughs> we just have to go through the playlist and try to figure out what was going on in these people's fucking brains. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing for the past few days. Like, like um, Death by Glamour from Undertale is on it. And it's like, that's a banger fucking song. Why is it on a Destel playlist? I don't understand. Heat of the Moment's on here. Yeah, Nash. Angel with a fucking shotgun. Of, of course. course. Obligatory. Yeah, it's not as high up as I expected, but it's mm. on there. It's on pretty early. God, I, honestly, I'm gonna probably do an episode just on that song because like, it's Angel with a Shotgun. It's both the worst song ever and also the song. <laughs> the most song the ever. The only song. Yeah. There was somebody who must have come in here and has my exact taste in music because somebody came in here, put in like a ton of Florence of the Machine, <laughs> Lord Huron's The Night We Met, which is like kind of the canonical Dean Cass song because <laughs> scriptwriters are like, yeah, we were thinking of the song when we wrote that episode. It's like, oh... So there is kind of an official Destel song Can't in canon. Think about that too. Thanks, long. and they're like, no, no, no. We meant it as friends. Like, when has Lord Huron ever sung about friendship? Well, <laughs> besides the brother song, but that's different. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about that. In the end, by Lincoln Park. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my god. No, I I'm here for it. Some of these are just. This so- is the only valid person to exist. American idiot. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. Why is Good Riddance on here? Some of the- Hotel California? (laughs) Another brick in the wall? I don't understand some of these, but they're really funny. What's up, Danger from Spider-Verse is on here? Why? Why? Like, I love that song, but- We gotta start, like, spinning elaborate, like- not AUs, but like just writing your own little fan fictions to make these songs make sense. That's what we gotta do. Yeah. Because that's probably why, why most of these are up here. Either they want like Sam, uh, not Sam, wow, uh, Dean and or cast to like listen to the songs or they have their own little fanfic in their brain that this song fits into and none of us understand because we don't know the little fanfic they're writing. <laughs> That's, I, I'm gonna say that's probably 90% of what the re- weird songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember you were listening to my Castell playlist and you're like, why is Six Inch Heels on here? I'm like, um, <laughs> season four, episode one, obviously. Obviously. The farm scene? Are you kidding me? <laughs> my Immortals on here. Obviously. Listen, listen. I'm genuinely surprised more, more people haven't made Bring Me to Life dcl content yeah honestly especially since synthesis came out in um 2017 like the original image for what she wanted the song to be before they were like we have to add a dude screaming like i love the screaming dude like he was so fun but (laughs) it's kind of funny that the reason he's there is basically (laughs) sexism oh my god yeah yeah it's crazy also moderation by florence the machine is on here peak Perfect choice. Absolutely. If that ain't fucking cast. Especially since he's supposed to be like, I think one of his minor things is he's also the angel of temperance. Didn't they mention that or something? Or was that mostly Fanon? I know he's the angel of Thursdays. I don't know about temperance. Maybe? I feel like, yeah, I feel like that is a thing, but I don't remember how I know that. It might be a Fanon thing that's associated with Cassiel. Huh? Sorry, Mama Mia's on here. (laughs) Baby by Justin Bieber? What? Oh, there's so many choices on here. This is so good. I love this. Like, most of these, I don't fucking know. There's too much Taylor Swift on here. It's making me mad. The song Destel is on here. There's a there's a song called DCL? That's... Yeah, DCL by Beth Joe. It's a real song. Oh, shit. I forgot that's a real song. Shit. I have not listened to that <laughs> it's song. It's on Spotify, too. Oh, I know. Listen, if you're going to make a fan song, you got to make it subtle. You gotta either go fucking batshit or keep it subtle so nobody realizes. Yeah. See, that's exactly how I feel. It's like, you have to do the opposite of what musicals do. 
You have to be able to listen to this song and not know it's about two specific characters. Like, if you ever listen to any song from a musical or from like a Disney movie or something, you can't just sing and enjoy that song by itself most of the time because they say specific names or like very, very specific things where you're like, oh, this is part of like a movie, you know? And that's what that's what you can't do with a fan song. You cannot do that shit with a fan song. They You barely get away with it with musicals, but they only get away with it because people are like, oh, it's from a musical. Okay, I can tell. Like, you know, you know, <laughs> it just makes me crazy. I'm like, that's that's the ideal fan song mm. where you can listen to it and not fucking know. Yeah. I won't say I'm in love from Hercules is on here. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, Say You Won't Let Go, for, also from Kids Bob. How many Kids Bob songs are on here? What is Say Hold You Won't Let Go? Who is that originally by? I don't know that song. Uh, oh my god, there's so many. Why are there so many Kids Bob songs? Oh my god, there's so many! I think all the Kids Bob songs are on here. I think it was somebody trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah, someone's definitely goofing. Oh my god, they're all here. Every single Kids Bob song is here. I'm not kidding. Legit, if I could, I would have added every single Muppet song. So, like, I can't blame them. Let me see if there's any Muppet songs in. <laughs> Man or Muppet? Uh, oh, Rainbow Connection's on here. That's I'll, a good yeah. one. I'll vouch for that. I'll vouch for that. That's a Castiel song, I think. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a cast song. I don't necessarily know if it's a DCL song, but it's a cast song. Oh, it's a cast song. Yeah, like, there's also, there's a difference between Dean songs, cast songs, and then DSTL songs, you know? And I think some people got carried away and threw cast or Dean songs on there. Some people were just goofing. Other people were just writing elaborate fiction in their head. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Misty Mountains? Okay. Yeah, yeah, some (laughs) of these just, like, like, good riddance. Unadest- oh, that's kind of painful. I don't want to think about that. That's a sad fucking song. <laughs> I don't want fucking sad songs on my happy little shit playlist. Are you kidding me? Those are people who read Twist and Shout. Oh my god. Those are people who write breakup fix. I don't trust those people. Honestly, like- Did I... you ever read Twist and Shout? No. I have some self-respect. Okay. <laughs> I think I read the last chapter. <laughs> Just the last chapter. <laughs> Which is like the funeral. Because I was like, I don't really like the author's style that much. And like, since it came out, I always knew like, I'm not going to like this. I tried, I gave it a shot. I tried like the first half of the first chapter. Not for me. No, thank you very mm-hmm. much. I knew there was character death. Absolutely not. So I like put it away for years and years and years. And now in this rebirth of the supernatural fandom, I was like, ah, maybe I'll give it a shot. Tried it again not a fan so i just went to the last chapter i'm like i know what happens i'll just skip to the funeral oh my god <laughs> it was okay jesus See, it didn't really do anything for me <laughs> it was the hiv for me <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah sometimes i try to explain twist and shout to people and they're like you can't do that i'm like yeah, yeah. you can't really do that i'm sure they did the research and they they tried <laughs> but like it's a fucking fictional ship. It's a fucking fictional romance. I would like to not think about the Vietnam War and the HIV crisis. Thank you very much. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's too much. Like, there are, there are places and times to try to sensitively portray that kind of thing. And uh, supernatural fan fiction isn't it. Yeah. I feel like it's inherently disrespectful. <laughs> I think that's, like, so indicative of Though back then, Supernatural fandom, because now that (laughs) shit wouldn't fly. I am sure there has definitely got to be some twist and shout discourse in, like, different parts of the fandom being like, oh, God, I can't imagine. That's the thing about this this playlist. Like, I had no idea about it. And you can't, I always forget that the fandom is fucking massive. (laughs) It is so much bigger than you think it is. Because I had no idea about this. And yet it's the biggest fucking playlist on Spotify. What the fuck? Okay. Granted, one person added a bunch of kids bops, so, but still. (laughs) Okay, but what would be your- kids bop songs are there? Yeah. What would be your controversial, like, your I know it's bad, DCL- song that is like yes it's still going in the playlist even though it a doesn't make sense or b is not good 
what is your cho- your choice, your pick? Let me go through my own playlist really quick. <laughs> I'm sure I have some whack ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do the same on my end, and then we can we can discuss our our bad uh, DSTL song picks together. The problem is, is that I have really good taste. So, like, these are all banger hits. I mean, you watch Supernatural, yeah, so do. obviously you don't. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like the music in Supernatural. Therefore, I have good taste in one respect. I mean, you do have Homestuck songs on your DCL playlist. Like, <laughs> are you insulting Homestuck? Music? Yeah. On my podcast yeah. that I invite you to? <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh, you better fucking sleep with one eye open, motherfucker. I'm gonna come for you. What the fuck? <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm gonna kill you. Okay, I do have a few songs on her here that are like, why did I put this here? But also, I'm right, and I should say it. Hey, so, me. okay, maybe I'll do like, three songs oh what was the first one (laughs) so okay (laughs) kind of the song that i relate so heavily with this ship i know i know it's probably not a good song Mm -hmm. i mean i kind of like the song i'm kind of just like yeah it's not great but i'll listen to it anyway because it's fun sometimes music you just associate with a memory and a thousand years from Twilight is like is like my first oh my Dean Cass song that I ever had. It's like I know, I know, but there was a really good AMV that kind of was the thing that tipped me into it in the first place. I mean, I have died every day waiting for you. Is that not Cass? Mm. I rest my case. Okay, that's Cass, baby. That's Cass. I agree to disagree, but it is a, a sweet, cute little song. Let me see. Sorry. I realize I don't have a Destiel playlist. I only have Dean and Cass playlists. So you could look at mine and then make fun of me. I also have Time After Time by Cindy Lauper and It's All Coming Back to Me by Celine Dion. Oh I do have a song that doesn't necessarily fit and it's kind of like, huh? But in my brain, it's like I'm playing 5D chess to make it fit. <laughs> Um, yes. It's also from a musical. A musical I have not seen. This is the only song that I know from this fucking musical. Cecily Smith. We're, we're basically, it's just the story of this dude taking this woman out on a date and like apparently it's the um, main character's father or something. I don't know. And um, it's like, I've got two tickets to for La Traviata. That's when I said, I hate opera. She laughed and said, well, lucky for you (laughs) that you're with Cecily Smith. Who cares what you are listening to? It's who you're listening with. And yeah, the last line is like, life is not the things you do. It's it's the people you're doing them with, blah, 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 blah. Like, basically, I'm like, that could have been Cass and Dean. (laughs) That could have been Cass and Dean. We could have had this. God, that is really cute. Because that's kind of how Dean operates. Mm. He wants Cass to listen to his music and to watch his little shows with him. Not necessarily, well, A, because yes, he does enjoy these things and wants, wants, Cass, wants to share them with Cass. But it's more so about spending the time with Cass, you know? That's just what I think about when it's just like, yeah. remember I made you watch it when he talks about Tombstone? <laughs> like, aww. That's like a love language, forcing you to watch the bad, sh- the bad shit that I'm into. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like that poster or something that's like, um, maybe I mentioned it last week, but just like fucking, they're such an incredible romance. Like there's that, the one quote, I have it in my Destel playlist just because I love it, love the quotes so mm-hmm. much. It's a middle school romance just as much as it's the romance that killed God. Like that's it. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, that's exactly but also, what is. <laughs> if any of us were friends with Dean and Cass, we'd be like, you two need a break up now, please. Yeah. We're begging. It's just stupid asses. In concept, it is the most romantic thing I've ever heard heard of. You know? Like an angel invents yeah. free yeah. will and falls from grace for a human who teaches him the meaning of love. Like, come on. Especially since in universe, humans, you know, are su- supposed to have free will. They're supposed to be, like, pretty much the only beings that do. And angels are not. And yet, you come to find no one actually does except for God. 
and fucking Cass. Yeah. And he created it against God's will. Like, holy shit. Oh, my God. Like, that's just a very, that's a raw-ass He's concept. so powerful. <laughs> like, and they did this all on accident. <laughs> he is so, he is so talented. He is so, so talented. I'm so proud of my little boy. He's a special little boy. I love him so much. <laughs> Constant craving. That's a good <laughs> constant cra- do you ever yearn i mean am i wrong though like am i wrong oh my god oh my god that's absolutely fucking cast that is such a cast song oh my god okay do you want to switch to the tarot <laughs> to the tarot cards because i know you have a lot of thoughts on them let me do a quick explanation basically there's a supernatural tarot deck that came out fairly recently pretty well uh illustrated it Instead of, like, pentacles, cups, it has, like, its own weird, stupid thing where it's, like, bones, pentagrams, um, goblets, and what's the other thing? Uh, bones, pentagrams, goblets, and blades. Blades are supposed to be swords. Supernatural is too fucking good for swords. Yeah. So blades are probably swords. I'd have to look into it a little bit more, but generally swords aren't like a great suit so if it's if it's about like mostly negative stuff then it's probably swords (laughs) (laughs) they're about like decision making and shit and like it's never in like a good way (laughs) so i have my homestuck tarot deck uh guide to the cards up but you actually have like the guidebook and the card set itself i do i do i have the actual physical copy of the card set and it came with a guidebook and they it has their own like explanations of what the cards are and like the meaning of the illustrations which like a lot of these aren't wrong but i can tell they kind of bend over backwards a little bit to make some of their choices make sense but whatever um i want to start off with a card that's actually not part of the major arcana it's not like a super big card or anything but it's it's just driven me insane because at first i just looked through the major arcana and i guess what you would call the like face cards of this of the suits because i did not realize that just the regular cards had illustrations too because some of them don't like the three of cups or the three of goblets is legit just three goblets so i thought that all of them that were like the one through ten were like that but they're not because the two of cups the two of goblets yeah it's very i just want to tell you this is generally considered the romance card like more so than the lovers because a lot of the major arcana are a little misleading they're not as on the nose as the title suggests that they are not to say that the lovers can't be about romance or isn't but they're all pretty metaphorical but the two of cups the two of goblets that is generally considered a more romantic card it's not only about romance it's supposed to be about deep bonds and love understanding mutual trust that kind of thing and it's fucking bobby and rufus oh my god and they are clinking two glasses together when i saw this let me tell you i lost my fucking shit i did not realize they were going to have people on this card so i didn't really pay attention so when i was just going through i was like the love card the, the love card? Like, I could see if they chose something kind of platonic for the lovers, because it's not... But, like, the love card! <laughs> just... But, like, their, their, like, justification for it is that they're a very, very good partnership. They understand and they trust each other. And I'm like, yeah, no, it makes sense. Because it's... Of course, it's not always about romance, but it's a very, very romance-coded card. And it just... It made me lose my mind. <laughs> I had to, like, sit down. I'm going to make it about romance. I mean, yeah. Somebody somebody working on this ship, Bobby Rufus. <laughs> that's such a... That's a good ship. Good fucking ship. It is. And so um, if we want to, like, go through the major arcana, we can do that. Like, I kind of disagree with a lot of the choices that they made. But I also understand that they were trying to, like, assign each mm. person a card without, like, duplicating. Like, for example, if they did want to put people on the Two of Cups... It's not like they have a functional married couple that would have worked. (laughs) So it makes more sense to put a very good, well-respected hunting team that works well together. Like, I I guess that makes sense. 
Well, obviously, the first one, The Fools. That's typically The Fool. But The Fools is Sam and Dean. Like, that's hilarious, I I will admit. That's so fucking funny. That's the reason I want to get this deck. Just for that fucking- I want to hang that card. That is so fucking funny. There, It's like hopeful new beginnings, but also naivety and- the downside can be maybe you're naive, maybe you're not making good decisions, that kind of thing, because that's kind of supposed to be what it is. And like, it's not like wrong. The main character at the beginning of any series would most likely be considered a fool. You're on the verge of a brand new grand adventure, while you may not be able to fully see blah, 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 blah. The twist awaiting your path, have faith in its importance, remember why you started this journey, and it will carry you through to success. Like, yeah, I mean, that's not wrong, but I'm just like, eh, Sam and Dean. I think they did a lot of, they just matched it up with the title without thinking a little, like, too hard about what it meant. And then in the guidebook, they made their justifications. I think they thought a lot, because putting your main characters on the fool card is a fucking choice. And it's a very good choice. (laughs) They were right to do it, but it's very good. I just don't think it works well for either of them or for both of them together. I think there's better choices if you wanted them both as the brothers or if you wanted them each to have their individual card, you know? Yeah, if it was like a younger version of them. Yeah, because they don't have like season one version of them is what drove me crazy. Because if they if they actually made it season one, Sam and Dean on the card, like, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's perfect. Um, what are some other ones I have a little bit of beef with? Mary and John are the Empress and the Emperor, respectively. Like, okay, fine. You're not wrong. They're supposed to be, like, feminine, masculine, mother, father, kind of. I mean, whatever. They went really on the nose and a little bit too literal on some of these. Like, they legit made Lucifer the devil. Like, I mean, yeah, he is the devil. Yeah. And, like, if you have a character who is the devil in your show, what else are you going to put for (laughs) the devil card? Honestly, I think something like um, Demon Dean or like season four, like Demon Blood uh, Sam would work really well because it's supposed to be giving into temptations, like allowing your darker side to take over. Like Mark of Cain arc and Demon Blood arc work really well with those. But I guess if you had to choose one character who in general represents the devil, yeah, fine, the devil. For the devil, I have entrapment, bondage, being stuck... Being stuck on the material plane is, like, the thing that's, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's that can't be Lucifer. That doesn't... He's stuck in hell, not <laughs> the plane. <laughs> like, forgetting the spiritual ignorance, hopelessness, depression, doubt, lack of hope of faith. That's not really him. Yeah. I want to talk about Castiel as the hangman because perfect. I have seen so many fucking fan arts of Cass as the hangman already, Deck is worth it just for that. Wish they had actually done it so he was, like, drawn upside down, like, traditionally is supposed to be, but still, mm. amen. See, I have mixed feelings, because it's it's a good assignment for Cass, but I don't think it's the best. The reason why Cass works as the, um, as the hanged man is because his narrative is about changing point of view. So that works, but I don't think it necessarily yeah. fits him as a character as well as it fits his story. His story is the hanged man, but I think his character probably would fit a little bit well, a little bit better with the um, Hierophant or maybe the Hermit. Oh, interesting. Because it's like him as a person. Oh, yeah. I can see it. So um, maybe they should have done Uriel as the hanged man. Ooh. Because he's the one that said freedom is a length of rope and God wants you to hang yourself with it like that. (laughs) But he's also not, he's not sacrifice or martyrdom. That's not him at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, because that's why I think, like, I'm not blaming them for kind of the stretches that they had to make because it's hard to, you know, do. Yeah. But, like, um, let me see. Sorry, I'm trying to find Hierophant. Um, Hierophant. Knowledge, education, seeking deeper meanings, a uh, system of belief, following rules or identifying with a group. Huh. It's like kind of almost does cast, but then kind of stops. Yeah. So at least from my perspective, Hierophant, I think like upright, it's supposed to be like spiritual wisdom, religious belief, conformity, tradition, institutions, and reversed personal belief, freedom, challenging the status quo. So I kind of look at like, you know, what both Mm. of them mean. And that's kind of like he went from upright to reversed. So 
that's why I'm like, eh, okay, that kind of fits him. And um, this is the one that I think works best, Hermit. It's soul-searching, introspection, being alone, guidance, isolation, loneliness, withdrawal is the reverse. Oh, that so is So it's the same for cast. both, but a more positive and a more negative so it, uh, spin on it. And that that's him. That is him consistently, no matter where he is in the narrative. He's soul-searching, introspective, and he's alone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think actually... Bobby and Cass should have been switched for Hangman and the Hermit. Oh, Bobby's? I think that would have made sense. Hmm, you think Bobby would be a good Hangman? I can kind of see Bobby as Hangman, because, I mean, granted, I'm thinking of in Mystery Spot, where Mm -hmm. he, like, lets Sam kill him to, like, do something. I mean, technically, it's not Bobby, but Sam kind of catches that not Bobby, but you can still... There is still a seed of doubt in Sam. Like, this still could be Bobby. And, like, he is like, wait, shit, I think I just killed Bobby. And until Mm -hmm. the last minute. But, yeah, like, in my thing, pausing reflect, that's definitely Bobby. Yeah. Sacrificing, that is definitely Bobby. Bobby will do whatever it takes. My boy. Yeah, that would work for Bobby. Um, Oh, so I I love the assignment of Jack as Mm. the star. I think that's perfect. He would have made a good fool because children generally do make a good fool. And the fool is generally a child who's about to walk off the edge of a cliff because they're chasing a dog. They're carefree and they're not mm. really looking where they're going and they might be getting hurt because, you know, they don't know enough. So, of course, he would have made a good fool. That goes without saying. But I think the star is pretty much perfect for him. Like the star is supposed to be kind of like, you know, purity, hope. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really fitting. I could be wrong because I haven't actually met him in the show yet. But like, generally, what I've understood from his arc is, yeah, he's just a little boy who's trying his best. <laughs> <laughs> and another another fucking card that is too on the nose is death because they just have death as death, and that's not what the death card is about. Yeah. The death card is about the end of one thing and the beginning of another. And in the show, that's not what death actually wrote. I think Billy would have worked. Billy would have been kind of perfect for the death card. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that would have been perfect. Or anybody who gets resurrected and gets an upgrade at the same time. Like, I think Rowena gets an upgrade at the end. Like, she's queen of hell. But, I mean, that wouldn't be the best for her. But mm. I also think it's very, very funny. <laughs> Like, of course, the chariot had to be the Impala. Like, what else would it be? And it actually, it, it mostly fits. It's about, you know, control and willpower, determination, all of that. But what else are you going to put as the fucking chariot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine is like mastering impulsi- impulsivity, reigning in emotion, warlike control. Well, actually... <laughs> That kind of makes sense. The Winchesters kind of are like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just killing any fucking monster. Oh, also Amara as the tower was really, really good because that's what the darkness was supposed to be. The darkness was basically supposed to be the tower, but like her as a character, that's not really kind of where they went with it. Because it's like that whole season mm. I was so disappointed because they didn't follow through with the promise of what the darkness was. But I do I do enjoy Amara as the tower. And um, the tower card, catastrophe is coming, is generally the... Like, most people get nervous. Like, in movies, they always show, like, the devil or death in a dramatic scene where someone gets tarot read. But if you really, really want, like, equivalent of that for an actual reading, yeah. it's the tower that would be, like, the really foreboding one. It's, um... Sudden change, upheaval, chaos. Yeah, the moment in which everything changes. Upheaval, crisis, falling, the potential unpleasant revelation, relinquishing control. Not a good card. Yeah. Bad card. Yeah, Horrible. Like, generally, the um, tower is a picture of a tower that's on fire, and then somebody's, like, falling out of a window. Like, it's not great. Sometimes it's, like, being struck by lightning, and it's falling apart. Like, it's it's not a good card to get, generally. I mean, it's not always bad. Like, because, again, everything is in context to the question that you ask and, like, what the other cards are. So it just depends on what the situation is. But the cards by themselves, like, without those contexts generally carry a certain connotation. Mm-hmm. One card, I can't figure out what the fuck this is, 
Uh, the Wheel of Fortune card, I don't know what it is. It just looks like a tampon to me. I can't figure out what the hell it is. Let me take a look. Uh, to describe it, it just looks like, you know, a circle with sigils, but then it's like a rabbit's paw with a chain coming off. I don't, it looks like a tampon. It's supposed to be some sort of banishment If you're looking from far away, that's what it is. Okay. The Wheel of Fortune represents a twist of fate or a major change in luck. Such as the ones brought on by the legendary Lucky Raven's foot, which showers the person who possesses it with an amazing screen of good fortune until they lose it. Honestly, I think it's just a creepy sigil um, in the background, but it's supposed to be the rabbit's foot. Remember that episode where um, I think it was like Bella was trying to steal it <laughs> and uh, oh. everyone who gets it is super, super lucky until they lose it and then they like instantly die like within a week. That's a fucking stretch. Holy shit. I think, I, I mean. Uh, for me, that's a fucking I stretch. I think it's kind of a stretch because, I mean, yeah, it has to deal with luck, but yeah. I mean, granted, I have like, I'm looking at like a low quality picture of it and I had to like zoom in to be like, wait, okay, I think it's a paw. It's a lot more obvious that it's a uh, it's a rabbit's foot when you have the actual deck in front of you. That goes sort of well with the the meaning of the Wheel of Fortune card. It's supposed to be about the cycles of destiny, you know, life cycles, um, good luck, turning points, karma, which can also yeah. be ba- about bad luck, breaking cycles. So, I mean, Rabbit's Foot isn't the perfect one, yeah. but... Eh. Like, it makes sense now that you've explained it to me, but on my own i could not possibly i never would have figured that out honestly i think it probably would have been better if they just didn't include the weird sigil in the background and just had the rabbit's paw one other because garth my beloved he's the knight of goblets or knight of um cups and i think that <laughs> actually fits him pretty oh, he well he has a fucking katana yeah he has his katana his fucking beer and the Knight of Cups is generally, it's like about creativity, charm, imagination, all of that stuff. And I'm like, okay, I guess. He is very charming. I agree with you there. It's just it's just a very fun card. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with this one. In my description, it says, um, the subject has put emotions into the world and is reaping the wards manifold. And like, that's fucking Garf. He's like the only person who hasn't died once good for fucking him he deserves this card he earned this he also gets dean to fucking hug him back yeah good for fucking <laughs> him my boy good for him teach dean how to give and receive hugs jesus christ <laughs> god the moon card i just really love how the moon card is drawn it's like a perfect yeah mixture of like fan art and you know this posterization style that most of these cards have Honestly, I would definitely love a poster of this one. I love yeah. the it's um the moon card is Gabriel and he's snapping and in the background there's like the moon cycles in red above him. It's it's a pretty fucking dope looking card. And it works pretty well. The moon card is fear falling prey to illusions, falsehood of fantasies, delving into the imaginary, loss of direct that's very, very fitting. Fear not so much, but the rest of it actually he is he is fear too, because he was afraid of Okay, this is the one card. Perfect. A plus. Amen. Absolutely. The sun card is also very good. I really, it's uh, Charlie and kind of looking at the description of it. The sun is enlightenment, finding the truth, uh, a moment of glory of vitality, trusting in one's ability. That's definitely Charlie. That's absolutely. And also it just looks fucking good. She has a sword. There's a gorgeous like sun motif in the background. Oh my god, these two cards. Moon and sun and star. They all look so fucking good. Oh my god. I love the little crown of stars that Jack gets. Oh, adorable. It's very good. How are we feeling about the magician as Chuck? Uh, I I think it makes sense because the magician's supposed to be like I've seen cards where the magician kind of looks like a puppeteer and mm-hmm. oh my god my sister has this one deck that's really cool the magician it's all about the hands you know because when you're watching a magician yeah you gotta you gotta watch the hands not not the mouth not the whatever watch the hands you know that's the whole thing well, basically mm. the hand you can <laughs> see the hand in in the background of almost all the other cards so fucking dope so i think i think that actually works pretty well with chuck because he- he's god i mean i don't like that choice yeah. that they made but whatever 
He's he's the puppet master. He's a scriptwriter. He's the one who's manipulating everything behind the scenes. That's pretty good. That's a cool reversal that his hands are behind his back in this card, too. Like, exactly. if you know the cards, then yeah. Especially since so many of the cards are about the hands. Sorry. Ooh, sorry. That made me... I did not realize that at first. That makes me a little crazy. They did good with the iconography <laughs> on that one. I'm looking at Page of Blade and Knight of Blade right now. It just makes me think of Homestuck. <laughs> Page. Let's see. Okay. Kevin Tran is Page of Swords. Symbolically, this card may refer to rumors or gossip or building up of hype around a new idea or technology. As a person, okay, as a person, the Page of Swords may represent someone who enjoys taking in and repeating stories. They may also be technologically adept. If reversed, the subject should be wary of passing on information without fact-checking first, or they may need to be careful about someone in their life spreading lies or bad information. I don't know if that's Kevin Tran. He is the prophet, so sure, but huh, I don't know how I feel about that. The Page of Blades represents an intelligent but inexperienced young person. Kevin Tran finds himself in over his head as he becomes suddenly embroiled in the supernatural world as a prophet of God. The Page of Blades advises you to recognize both your talent and skill while acknowledging that you need help or guidance. Okay. I mean, shit didn't really go well for him, so... Yeah, that's a pretty good warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, kind of. I guess this this works well. Like, it's basically supposed to be kind of like what you think of, like, the young scholar. So this isn't inaccurate. Okay, for Sam and Dean, if they each were to have their individual card, like, what mm. would you think would be a good card for Sam and Dean, respectively? Oh, I don't know. I'm not really an expert in the cards. I like the fools for both of them. <laughs> I just find that funny. <laughs> That's where I'm going to stay. I am having a harder time with Sam, but I think Dean would be good for the strength card. Bear with me. Bear with me. Because I think upright is the is Dean at his best. And then um, reversed is Dean at his worst. So strength, uh, upright, that is... Um, uh, soft and deliberate control, guidance and influence, patience, compassion, showing resolve, enduring reliability. That's what I have for me. It's Yeah. Courage persuasive influence compassion it's supposed to be basically a leader a kind of parental figure a courageous strong you know role model person that's him at his best but reversed it's self-doubt raw emotion losing control kind of you know that's fucking perfect <laughs> yeah what's the current strength card benny beanie i don't think it works but yeah i, I wasn't sure about sam quite as much because i think it really depends because sam the thing about sam is he changes a lot who the fuck sorry i'm looking at a picture it's five of cups i think who the fuck is that i don't know who this person some is of these people i don't know who the fuck they are i'm just like i'm, I'm blanking because i think they got a lot of like one-off characters oh yeah i don't know who the fuck that is that angel it's an angel. Yeah, it's an angel with a leather jacket. Who the fuck? I don't know who that is. It looks oh, like that's Gadriel. John Cena a little bit. He does. That's Gadriel. Okay, I don't know anything about Gadriel. I don't either. I mean, I fucking <laughs> guess. I can't tell if this is like that. Like sometimes the art style in the, in these cars is so good, but some of them are also just like clearly you clicked a button on Photoshop and then maybe what? made a little bit of changes, which. Is making me a little insane. Sorry, I found Anna. Anna is the Eight of Cups, so let me see. Ooh. Eight of Cups, disappointment, abandonment, withdrawal, escapism. Shit. Escapism, yes. The other things, I don't know. Reverse is trying one more time, indecision, aimless drifting, walking away. I mean, she walked away from heaven. I see why they chose this now, um, because they're saying she becomes disillusioned and disappointed with her life in a soldier as heaven. Basically, it's supposed to be she's disappointed and disillusioned as an angel, not as a human. Yeah. Hmm. yeah <gasps> oh my that. god, the page of pentagrams! It's the fucking ghost facers! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just saw that one! Oh my god. Manifestation, financial opportunity, skill de Okay, financial opportunity, manifestation, skill development. <laughs> 
This is... Yep, definitely. <laughs> reverses lack of progress, procrastination, and learning from failure. Okay, this is pretty. this is a pretty good choice. That's really fucking good. Oh, some of these cards are so good. Oh, wait, there's another cast card. There's <gasps> cast there in, um, yeah, it's cast in the man who would be king sitting on his little, sitting on his little bench. It's the Ten of Wands. Maintaining the empire you've created, leaving little time to reap the rewards of your hard work. The task at hand has been brought to completion, but there, but it requires a much upkeep and continuous emotional and mental investment. Upright, the subject may need to work on entrusting others. With some of their workload, if reversed, they might be shirking their duties, not bearing mm-hmm. the share of their work. Worse yet, they may be fooling themselves into thinking they're doing more than everybody. What the fuck? That's really perfect. Yeah. Holy shit, that's really good. What I have for the the Ten of Wands, the Ten of Wands is, I think, generally um, burden, extra responsibility, hard work. And then, of course, reversed is about trying to take on the whole burden yourself, delegation, that kind of thing. And so I think I think that's really, really fuck? good for man who would be king. That's perfect. The Ten of Wands, generally, it's trying it's showing someone trying to carry because wands is generally like a bunch of sticks. They're trying to carry way too many of these yeah. fucking sticks. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> oh my god. I might have to get this deck for myself. Do it. Please do it. I'm begging you. Please do it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> do you have an AU of the week? Oh, my AU of the week. <laughs> if John actually got the, the Volkswagen van. Oh my god. <laughs> from the time travel episode like they they just drove around in that all the time that was baby that's my AU of the week i love that my AU of the week is uh omega verse dean's and omega oh god i hate you so much i you know what no i'm gonna put you on blast now because um in the group chat one of our friends found an abo assignment quiz and we all took it and claire you want to share with the class what you were yeah i'm an omega we were all omegas you're the only alpha i think i was the only alpha i was like assigned like beta passing uh, alpha or some shit so basically (laughs) i'm like the bi wife energy of alphas i guess (laughs) God, it really fits because I read that fucking Ash slash Dean ABO fic the other day. You read it? so bad. I mean, I skimmed it, but I kind of read more than skimmed. I couldn't really skim it because it went so fast. There was no punctuation. (laughs) Every once in a while, I'd come across a sentence and be like, wait a minute. I have to backtrack to figure out what the fuck they're talking about. And then they don't, like, fucking... Dean is an Omega. You know, he's like a total... (laughs) What's the word? Uke? Is it Uke or Uke? I think it's Uke. I'm not a weeb. I don't know. (laughs) You know what I fucking mean, though. He's a fucking Uke. Sam is an alpha. For some reason, Dean is going into like a fucking heat. And so Sam has to literally sign paperwork, a literal contract for Joe an alpha to watch over a Dean and Omega what? while he's going through his heat. What? It's so much. There was so much going on and yet nothing was happening at all. It was so bizarre. Like they just, I hate reading Omegaverse because they just throw sentences at you and you're like, wait a minute, back up. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I mean, I hate Omegaverse in general, but sometimes it's very fucking funny to read. You've, but this time it's just like, what the fuck is happening? You've said a lot of challenging things to me today. Yeah, Dean got pregnant, um, <clears throat> you know, butt pregnant with Ash's baby. And Sam was like really pissed off about it. And they went to the doctor. <laughs> it's just, uh, it was so much. Omegaverse is really funny to read. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> why did he, I just don't understand why Sam had to sign paperwork for his Omega brother. Like, Joe and Ellen will watch over my brother and make sure he does not get fucked. Joe and Ellen failed their job massively. <laughs> one job. They did a terrible job watching over Teen. 
Absolutely miserable job. (laughs) He got fucking pregnant. And Sam came back and was like, what? What the fuck? I hate this. I hate this. Oh my God. It's really funny. Dean was so badly written. Like, he really was just like the most, like, oh, I hope I don't get. I hope I don't get dominated by the biggest alpha here. <laughs> oh my god, the writing was so oh bad. Oh my god, I hate you so much. You keep saying sentences. Oh god. Oh my god, don't fucking. <laughs> it's really funny. Like a right fanfic. Have fun. It was very funny though. <laughs> Anyway, this has been Helen Complicated. You can find us on Apple Podcast, all that shit. Write us a review. Actually, someone did write a review. I complete. I haven't checked the reviews in months. One person has written a review for us. Aww. We probably didn't deserve it. Five months ago by uh, Fugi Fee. I don't know if I'd say that right, but <laughs> the title is Unhinged Honorary. <laughs> you oh i appreciate that and also because i like i don't know i got an email that's like oh your podcast is hitting so check your ratings and i did and latest top ratings we are number 236 top comedy podcasts in turkey (laughs) hell yeah turkey who in turkey is listening to this i'm gonna take whatever w's i can get you know (laughs) that's all that's all i have to say uh, you can find me at Tubeless on Tumblr, Tubeless27 on Twitter, Tubeless everywhere. Bo, you don't want to be found. Yeah, but if you want to, you got to get the Supernatural Tarot deck. And then you have to ask, you have to ask it where I am at this moment. Then you've got to do a five card <laughs> spread. Then you have to rip up all of the cards and light them on fire. Oh no, that's a lot of money to burn send me the receipt I'll, I'll reimburse you i won't i won't i won't also if you are that um <laughs> that reviewer and you're still listening this is me kissing you tenderly on the lips i'm eating your pussy slash dick slash whatever genital <laughs> you have right now <laughs> oh. okay just go beg misha to be on the show or what the fuck ever misha collins please come on the podcast and let's do a fucking tarot reading with my fucking homestuck tarot deck Anyway, this has been Helen Complicated. Have a nice day. Carry on, my weird kids. I have an Art Nouveau deck too, but also it, my, like, I don't really subscribe to like witch shit anymore, but like my Art Nouveau tarot deck fucking hates me. I can feel it in my gut. It hates my, it hates me so much. My Homestuck deck likes me though, because I love it and it's beautiful.